You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Danica. And Riley. That was right on my tail end of my name. I just thought it would be nice and quick and snappy. Danica and Riley. Danica <laughs> Riley. De Riley. Um, and it's November 3rd, which means the election for the states is tonight. Had, uh, what are your thoughts on it? <sighs> wow. And that's that. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, I think it's going to be very stressful for everyone. Uh, I... I've been talking about this with some friends and we think that it's going to kind of show a bit of a landslide in favor of Trump uh, after these voting things close uh, because our prediction is that a lot of people who are doing in-person voting are people who don't really care about social distancing so much or, you know, therefore Trump supporters. (laughs) (laughs) And um, a lot of the Democrats will have voted... um, uh, by mail, like mail and ballot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is a total, like, not overgeneralization. Exactly, yeah. totally. Um, so I think that until they end up counting all of those mail in ballots, which probably won't happen until the end of November, it's going to look like a bit of a landslide for Trump and then maybe tighten up, hopefully, uh, swap uh, after the mail in ballots have been counted. What are, you, what are your thoughts? Um, yeah, I think. I have a feeling Trump's going to win because I think people think it's funny to vote for him. They think he's entertaining. They think it makes great memes. And they're not thinking, like, you know, actually logically about who would be a better president. I'm not that well-educated in American politics. So, you know, my opinion on actually who should win is kind of, like, null. Um, But I also just don't know much about Biden. But what I know of Trump are things I'm not a fan of, like, you know, racism, sexism, misogyny, um, things like that. Uh, but yeah, I noticed a lot of people on my Instagram and Facebook and social media are Trump supporters. Not a lot, but there's like these outliers that are. And I don't know, do you have some on yours? Like, does it make you look at them a little differently? I mean, yeah, for sure. Like I think that if I saw support for anyone who had shown blatant racism and sexism and disregard for people and families' lives who supported the splitting up of families who were just trying to get to a country um, that, um, you know, w- wasn't terrifying for them every day, um, that that would definitely change my opinion on them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, how, how could it not? Yeah. Well, like we said, we're recording this the day before, November 3rd, so the election, the results are being discussed tonight, so by the time you guys listen to this, you'll know what the result was, but, or the, you know, what result. The in-person thing, yeah. Yeah, the in-person results are, so it should be interesting to see, um, but yeah, I, uh, we can talk about it again, we can revisit it again once the final results are in, but yeah. <laughs> For sure. And I, I think that you pro- there is some truth to voting for Trump because people think that it's funny. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I couldn't find the proper information for it. but And I don't even know if it's backed up or a rumor, but back in whatever year Harambe was, that gorilla that um, the toddler fell into the enclosure and was shot and killed, apparently... The, the gorilla was not a child. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah so apparently uh, some people voted for Harambe to be president. So I definitely echo what you say as people vote as a joke. But I also did hear that there was uh, almost 
three times as many. Um, I will have to check my numbers on this. Actually, let me just check my numbers. Right now. Oh, Jesus. Oh, do you want to? False. <laughs> Fake news. 100%. That's me. <laughs> but yeah, anyways, there's a lot more voters this year is what you're saying, I think, right? Oh, yeah. There was like three times the amount of early uh, registrations to vote this year than last year. Hmm. So hopefully young people, younglings, <laughs> getting in and voting. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, well, I guess, yeah, we'll see tonight. What, what the outcomes are. Um, in happier news, my skin products are doing wonders. <laughs> so, yeah, like, as you guys know, Truly Products, we promote them, and they're one of our sponsors, and I grew up with the founder of it, and she's amazing. Her products are amazing. I've been using the facial scrub, and I'm literally every time blown away by how, like, soft my skin feels afterwards. It's, like, it, I don't know how, but it, like, moisturizes as well after you scrub, which is literally the opposite of what they usually do. Usually mm-hmm. you scrub and then you feel really dry. But I scrub it, and then I I scrub my face, and then I feel, like, so, like, moisturized after. I was like, mm, I like this. So, yeah, the facial scrub from Truly Products is, like, giving me life right now, especially when it's, like, winter. My skin dries the fuck out so easily. Yeah, I was just about to say, like, that change of season with the dry air, like, just makes your skin feel so flaky and dried out so that's like the perfect combination of of skincare products 100 percent. and then my hair too also takes a hit during the winter i feel like i don't know just like it's staticky it's like i don't know i just i feel like my hair just is like lackluster in the winter time girl do not talk to me about (laughs) humidity in my hair oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um i've been using the monet products uh that i got through her instagrams at tiffany.valentina.bella and they are just, yeah, working wonders on my hair, especially because I did, my hair is processed, right? Like, I went lighter, so I'm hoping to go lighter again in December. So I'm definitely using those products to maintain my hair health and that, which mm-hmm. which are great. So definitely recommend you guys. We'll give you all the information again at the end, but definitely check out the Truly products on Instagram and uh, tiffany.valentina.bella on Instagram for hair products. And, um, yeah, what have you got to this past week? Um, I've been working a little bit and studying a lot, as per usual. So, uh, apparently one-hour gigs are, like, my new favorite thing. 100%. Uh, yeah, it was really great. I've done two recently. Um, one this weekend that's just gone, and then one the weekend before that. So, one was a one-hour, uh, and, like, strip show. Um, and it was okay. Like they, they tipped decently, but they just got so sloppy and drunk and gross and started pushing my boundaries, um, which was really frustrating because it was directly after another gig that made me feel the same way. Yeah. We talked about that last week Yeah, exactly. But, um, yeah, that was a one hour gig. So that was good. And then, yeah, last week, this previous weekend, I had another one hour gig, which we just like dropped in and actually it was with the same friend that I had done the first one hour gig for. So I like these because it's definitely difficult to uh, complain about it being a bad gig when you're there for an hour, right? Like, at least if it's shitty, it's an hour, and then you can go and try and give up for something 100%, else. percent yeah. Um, and if it's good, then you can just extend. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm now all for it. And then last night, I did a dinner party gig. Oh, did you do that gig? Yeah. Oh, nice. I didn't know that. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, I'm... Well, <laughs> my hair so big. No, I got. I found out I got booked. I, I went on a hike yesterday, and I found out I got booked. And then I went on the hike, and then I was just in such a rush to get back because it was this huge accident on the Cedar Sky Highway. Mm. Like a car completely flipped. It looked awful. Crazy. Yeah. Do you want to explain to listeners what a dinner date 
gig would look like or what it is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was me and another girl um, just were basically paid the same as you would like a four-hour party, mm. but you just meet the client at a restaurant and you just have dinner with them. So typically it's for people who want to impress their, a client that they have or try and get a client that they've brought out to dinner just to kind of help schmooze or whatever, butter them up. Um, so we went to this Japanese restaurant and the food was so good. And they had whiskey and sake and yeah, it was, and that was the whole four hours pretty much. We awesome. just like sat there and drank and ate and chatted and yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. And do you make more than base pay for that or? Uh, we did get tipped. Yeah. So we extended an hour and we got tipped a little bit, but nice. I mean, it wasn't as good as, um, a party where you have the ability to sell shows and lap dances and stuff. Right. Um, but for a Monday it was great. A nice dinner. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? And did you, are you friends with the girl you worked with? Yeah, I am. We actually worked together at the club. So that was really nice. Oh, that's good. And then, um, yeah, I guess that was last night, eh? Yeah. So mon- Monday night. So honestly, like, I'm feeling a little uh, worse for wear because I had some whiskey. Yeah, two, two times in one week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just had some whiskey and, yeah, just drank probably, like, a tiny bit more than I should. But there's definitely less opportunities to, like, sneakily tip out your glass or... Right, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Especially when they're going, they're asking you to come for dinner and drinks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's kind of like... Um, expected, right? They're gonna have some drinks with them. Yeah, maybe not the excess that you drank, but just drink. <laughs> well, I didn't even drink that much, but I don't drink hard spirits right. really ever, and it was just like sake and whiskey. So I think it was probably the combination. If you guys hear like scratching and shit, it's one hundred percent Bentley being a goddamn menace today because he's just on one. So <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> Ugh. Use him as a cover for the pod you should use him as a cover for the podcast uh image episodes so people can picture him oh my god i'm totally gonna do that his little mug in the front um well that's exciting and then we also did because this past week was or last weekend was halloween and then we also went to man farms this past week um on the wednesday before halloween Mm -hmm. that was fun yeah we did the haunted maze haunted haunted maze (laughs) um i went three times in three days to man farms (laughs) <laughs> so and I don't even live near there. Like I'm an hour and a half away. So excessive, but super fun. I love like the fall vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, during the daytime, their farm's really nice. Like the pumpkin patch was cool. Um, I did the corn maze and I got fully lost in it for like yeah, like I don't know, 45 minutes. <laughs> and then this like group of younger children <laughs> passed us and we're like, how long did it take you guys? And they're like five minutes. We're like. Yeah, same, same. <laughs> cool, cool. Uh, no, it was really cool. And then I found that field of, like, dead sunflowers, mm-hmm. and it was so sick. Um, but, yeah, the haunted – they did a really good job yeah. of um, the haunted uh, – Corn maze. The haunted corn maze at nighttime. That was crazy. I was very, very impressed. Yeah, they had lots of very, like, cool actors, and they did a good job, obviously, uh, trying to – trying to <laughs> – <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, they did a good job with, obviously, the COVID restrictions. Um, And so I went last year as well, and they did a haunted corn maze. And then they had another one 
I can't remember what they called it, but you could, if you were wearing like a glow stick necklace, then that was kind of like saying, giving permission for the actors to grab at your ankles or right, right, have contact. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like tick, like blow on your neck or like tickle your neck or whatever. That's a really smart way to signify that you're comfortable with uh, contact or not. Yeah, it was, and it was really fun. But I actually noticed that a lot of the pieces in that second part, because obviously they couldn't have it because of COVID, were in the corn maze as well. So I guess they just combined it because it was the corn maze was definitely longer than the corn maze last year so right right that makes sense yeah so it was really good yeah Um, I definitely recommend that to anyone listening next year for Halloween to check out Man Farms it's in Abbotsford very impressed with that how was the haunted corn maze the second time around for you yeah it was good like um I I think I jumped at one thing oh the um chainsaw guy Mm -hmm. because he like almost hit my foot and I like I like because I think I was talking to the person I was with and I had my head turned, and I forgot that that was where he'd come out. And he, like, I just saw something in the corner of my eye go for my foot, so I jumped. <laughs> and then the people I were with, like, they got scared, like, proper a couple times. Yeah. So that was enjoyable to watch them get scared. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, I definitely got startled a couple times when we went. Yeah. I, the only time I think I jumped when me and you were there was uh, the one girl standing in the corn because she was at eye level, and I didn't see her. And then she, like, popped her head out. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, and they also had this uh, kind of horizontal light. Oh, the lighting, yeah, yeah. So if you kind of crouched down, you just couldn't see but it was light so you would expect that you could see something yeah and then suddenly someone just like popped out in yeah. front of you i almost punched someone yeah <laughs> i almost grabbed one of their boobs i even i even said it in the thing because it's that exact i think it was the same girl <laughs> she, must, <laughs> she must get hit a bunch because yeah like the way the light is your the light level is it's kind of like at your chest level so if you duck down you'd be kind of hidden beneath the light if that makes sense and um i had my hands out and she popped out, and I literally like, had to like pull my hands back, so I almost grabbed her breast. Like, I was like, I'm so sorry, I almost grabbed your tits. And then she like, kind of laughed, and I was like, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was good. Um, I also... <laughs> so I literally today, I had a doctor appointment because, as I always tell all of you to do, get a standing order for STD or STI testing, um, HIV, whatever. And I mine expired because it expires every two years. And oh, I had such like a headache last week. I had booked because I because I have a standing order. I can book with Life Labs whenever I want, and I just go in. And I always book ahead, so it's just like a quick in and out, give yeah. my blood, do my urine test, and leave. So I go to the clinic, and I drive there. I go up to the room, and there's a sign that's saying Life Labs has moved to X Street. Um, this location. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like running late for my appointment. My appointment was at like 11.30 or no, 11 o'clock. So I um, rushed to the, the new location of the clinic and there's a huge lineup and I'm like, hey, what the hell? Like I have an appointment, but everyone has to wait outside. So then she pops out her head. I'm like, excuse me, like I have an appointment. Is it possible for me to just like, can, like, can I still have my appointment time? Like do I need to wait online with the walk-ins and she's like oh okay so then she comes back out and she's like oh I don't see your I don't see an appointment for 11 30 and I was like okay well my name's uh like I said my full name and uh she's like no I'm not seeing anything she's like but I'll let you in I was like okay perfect like I don't know maybe because you guys switch locations or whatever and then I'm waiting inside and she's like I really don't see anything about you like and then I'm like okay so I pull it up and it says 11 30 life labs whatever yeah. And I show it to her, and she's like, oh, this is X Street. It's, like, a different location. And I was like, what? Like, I never book at this other location. Yeah. So I was like, what the fuck? So then she's like, it's okay. Like, we can still take you in. I was like, okay, I really appreciate that. Thank you. So I go to the front desk, and I'm like, yeah, sorry. Like, I thought I had an appointment. She's been really sweet, and she's let me in. 
Um, here's my standing order. And she's like, this expired two days ago. And I was like, oh my God, what, what a fucking headache. Yeah, like, Jesus Christ. I was like, give me my, <laughs> give me my, like, expired paperback. Like, this is pointless. But then the lady was, like, laughing. She's like, it is not your day. I was like, clearly not. So yeah. I was like, thank you for trying to help. I appreciate it. Because um, I hate when people are rude to feel that it's not their problem. It's not, yeah. their, it's not my, their fault that I picked the wrong location or that I my things expired, right? So I was like, no, I appreciate it. Thank you. So I had to go back to my doctor, get another standing order, then pick. You would encourage him to make noises. <laughs> um, yeah, so then I went back to my doctor, got a standing order today, and I explained to him, you know, I'd like to renew my standing order. I'd like, you know, for all STIs, for HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, do you want it to involve your throat swabs as well? And I was like, that'd be perfect because then it's, you know, it's all in one. Yeah. I don't have to do two different things because... As everyone should know, chlamydia and all that can be in your throat as well. So it's important to do throat swabs as well if you're having oral sex. And um, even though I use condoms for oral sex, it's still, why not test it just to be safe, right? So he did that and he looks at me and he's like, are you, he's like, I don't mean to overstep, but like, are you a sex worker? And I was like, is this pertinent information? And he's like, "Uh, well, no, he's like, I just asked because... There's a thing I can um, prescribe to you that helps with preventative stuff. Oh, like PrEP? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he's like, it's called PrEP, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, do it. are they only allowing sex workers to have it? Because, you know, non-sex workers can be just as sexually active, so that seems like a weird requirement. So he goes online, he's like, looking it up, he's like, it's more common in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. That's one of the, like, the except- exceptions. If you're um, a male who is having sex with other males, then they'll allow you to have prep or he's like oh he's like sorry like it seems like it's only for homosexual males or for um intravenous drug users mm-hmm. and I was like okay well I'm neither <laughs> like and he's like yeah sorry like I I can't I can't prescribe to you anyways I was like I think it's a shame that they like pick and choose who can have preventative measures like that because you know there's a lot of people at the bar having unprotected sex um yeah. I understand the reasoning, but... Yeah, for sure. I, I actually had this conversation with um, my doctor at my clinic as well because I was asking about PrEP because I just have a lot of... Like, I was sexually active for a while, obviously. I was like, are you yeah. a sex worker? I'm a, I'm a sexually active adult. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's enough. Um, but uh, I just have a lot of, like, OCD and anxiety around uh, sexually transmitted everything, even mm-hmm. though, like, I've really had nothing to worry about ever. Yeah, same, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, where my OCD and anxiety manifests itself. Yeah, I'm yeah. Um, and they, uh, my nurse was absolutely lovely, but yeah, so it's homosexual men and then um, needle users because they're just so at such a higher risk than mm-hmm. everyone else. Like, mm-hmm. if you look at the stats for those, even sex workers or, like, really sexually active people, it's just, far, like, significantly less risk to, mm-hmm. like, contracting HIV or... Uh, mm-hmm, other mm-hmm. things like that so they just can't start offering it to everyone and anyone you know yeah right like because then they'll have to do it for anyone who's sexually active and having yeah. different partners and then when they're at like a way lesser risk it's just i guess too much money for the government to like fork out yeah 100 percent. i guess it's definitely like, i can definitely understand it's a money thing but like at the end of the day like you don't know if the people you're having sex with are intravenous drug users you don't know if they're having sex with men like mm-hmm. you just have to take your word for it so if i want to be very proactive and maybe overly cautious and take a medication every day that helps me 
feel like safe and or safer and put my mind at ease like just give it to me for but sure then, I guess maybe you'd have to pay for it then yeah like, which is fine I'll give yeah. money like but yeah again same like even if I'm not um you know like I don't have sex very regularly let's be honest and even though you know we're not full service sex workers but like who cares like yeah. I, it's for my sexual health I want that I think everyone should be t- tested regularly whether you're having you know, if you're super sexually active or not at all or whatever. Anyways, so, um, yeah, and then he was like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to assume. And then he, like, brought up again. He's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to insult you. And I just looked at him. I was like, I don't think it's insulting to assume that about me because I don't think there's anything to be embarrassed about about being a sex worker. And then he was like, oh, you know, yeah, like, I'm sorry. I'm like, you don't need to apologize. Yeah. And he looked so uncomfortable. And then I was like, I just, he, like, smiled at him because I felt bad that he was, like, uncomfortable. But it's like, take this as a learning point that, like, you, what you're saying is insinuating it's something to be embarrassed of. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you really need to think about, like, why you're apologizing for asking me that. Like, you know, you wouldn't apologize if you're like, hey, are you a doctor or someone? You'd be like, I'm so sorry. I just assumed you're a doctor. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I was like, take this as a learning point. Doctor, whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. But anyways, he's always very nice. But, yeah. Um, so I thought that was funny. He's like, are you a sex worker? And I was just like, is that pertinent? And he looked so uncomfortable. <laughs> um, but yeah. So even if you're not having sex regularly, if you're not a full service sex worker, and especially if you are, um, yeah, go get your standing orders, guys. That's my PSA once again that I feel like I give out every week. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I have a few things that I've been like thinking about this week that I want to talk to you about. So one thing I haven't came up with one of my clients was that he's been trying, and this always happens, is that people will try to get the most for the least. Mm-hmm. And you'll see that even in, yeah, friends that have, you know, businesses, they'll, they'll try to get their like free stuff from their friends. And it's like, it goes both ways. Right. So what I said to my client was like, cause he's like, Oh no, like you like, like you like me, we like each other. Like I shouldn't like, you know, like some of the hours you just like are enjoying, like, I don't need to pay like hourly. Like why is it so business wise? Yeah. And I said to him like, you know, if you're saying to me, like, I like you so much or you like me so much, shouldn't it be free? But I could just say to you, like, you like me so much, shouldn't you be more generous? Yeah. You know? And he was like, oh, uh, uh. It's like, yeah. Like, let's think on that for a second. Um, so, yeah. So, I, and then I explained, like, a lot of times with people that aren't in the sex industry, I'll explain it in, like, commoner kind of, like, explanations. So, yeah. I was like, you know, do you, when you're with, if you're at a restaurant, you tip the waitress better because she was so fun or she was so good and she seemed like she liked her job, you wouldn't not tip her because, like, well, you seem to enjoy serving us, so I, I shouldn't have to tip you. Yeah. Like, you would never, ever say that. It's literally the opposite. The more she's having fun, the more, like, bet, like the more um, skilled she's at her job, the more engaging she is, like, you tip her more for that. Mm-hmm. You know? So I was like, so why do you treat a waitress better than you treat me? And he was like, yes. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're just going to leave that on the table. You can like think on that tonight. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? No, I completely agree. And I think it's until you, and I, we do this on the podcast all the time is you have to make metaphors so that people understand your job as a sex worker. Mm-hmm. Like people just, for some reason, don't categorize it the same way as any other service provider, including like a server. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, going into their work or asking them for free things is it happens all the time in a sex work industry, but you would just not even think about doing it to yeah. anyone else. Um, but actually, sex work is not the only area where people are trying to like get discounts too. Like, my roommate um, is a seamstress. She's like mm. making all these um, 
like bike bags and stuff like right, that. Right, right, yeah. Right. And her stuff is really good, but she also does like, um, she fixes stuff. So, um, a friend of hers, uh, asked her to like fix whatever it was that he needed fixing. And she was like, yeah, great. Um, if you can just e-transfer me the $20, I can set up a time to have it ready and give it back to you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, well, you know, like $20 seems a little steep for like... $20? Exactly. For like friends and family discount. <gasps> exactly. You are so and embarrassing. She was, like, she was like, actually, that is the friends and family discount because what you're requiring, requiring of me... Wow. That was really difficult for me. Requiring? Requiring mm-hmm. of me is two and a half hours work. Mm-hmm. And so you're paying like exactly. eight bucks an hour. Exactly. And he was like asking, for, he was like, what about 15? Like, Ew. yeah, no, but, sorry, before she started explaining this. And she was like, typically I would charge $40 because that's not even $20 per hour, mm-hmm. which is like, if you're self-employed, that's a very reasonable wage. Yeah. Especially when you're doing something that requires skill and talent. Yeah. And so she broke it down for him at being like, you know, like, it, t- it takes me this long. This is why. Um, so what you're doing is you're asking me to work less than slave labor. Right. Well, actually, I don't know what slave labor works. But, like, you're basically asking me to work for slave labor because you're my friend. So, yeah, it's definitely not sex work. But I do find that it's typically um, some sort of skill base that isn't an employed job as, like, a normal employee. Like, like a well-known employed job. So you see that with a lot of artists and mm-hmm. photographers and mm-hmm. stuff like that as well, mm-hmm. is that their, um, their prices are uh, often rebuttaled against um, because someone doesn't understand the worth and the time and the effort and the skill that goes into something. Right. And, like, yeah, that's exactly what I said at the start of it, too, was, like, um, people want, like, that when they friends on a business, they always want, like, the discount. Friends and family discount, like he said, right? Yeah. So there's that meme going around that's saying, you know, support your friend's business by paying full price. And it's like, yeah, right? Like, those are the people you should be more willing to give your money to are your friends and family. Yeah. Um, but it seems like people just always want discounts, um, which is shitty. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't be that person. Do not be that person. Pay the $40. Right? To my roommate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to my roommate. Help us with our rent. <laughs> um, yeah. Actually, speaking of roommates, so, segue, did you like that? Um, my other roommate is moving out and so she put her room up on Facebook and Craigslist and we're asking around. Wow, you didn't ask me if I wanted to move in. Okay. (gasps) I would have moved in with you. No, you wouldn't have. Okay, fine. Um, (laughs) but we're getting some like pretty interesting. Oh my God. uh, Yes. Yeah. Like requests. So is this one, I have a feeling someone's going to be like, so I only want to pay you. $40 $40 a month and I want one of the girls to shower with me every morning. <laughs> um, dude, not, not so bad, but um, my roommate who's moving out just like screenshotted this and sent it to me being like, are you interested? Because obviously she knows my line of work, but it, uh, is, uh, I'll read it to you. Bit of a different idea and I was wondering if one of you ladies has an adventurous side and interested in a sugar baby arrangement and help with your rent with a good looking young professional if you fit the healthy female 19 plus. Uh, Newly single and just seeking fun, safe and drama free discreet arrangement. No games or drama and everything within your boundaries. Not seeking a roomie. If you are interested, do you have pics and contact info? Let's discuss more over drinks. So now like from putting like our room up trying to find a roommate we're getting uh like sugar baby requests Requests. yeah oh my god (laughs) and then this other one that we woke up to this morning was tempting to say the least 
but it was uh hey I think I'm the best choice for a roomie ever. Haha. <laughs> you know why? Question mark. I know. Sub- tell us. <laughs> I'm a sub and will do all the cleaning all the time. Garbage dis- dishes, cleaning errands. <laughs> so now we have like sugar, a sub and yeah, a sugar, daddy. sugar daddy requests and like sub requests. And as great as that sounds, I just feel like you can't um, like I, you would have to live that Dom lifestyle 24 7 if you wanted if he wanted to like do all the chores or like I, I just don't understand how that would work but it reminded me of um Steph and her partner because yeah they our met. last a couple episodes back yeah. yeah but I was like that's so funny because I'd never heard of people reaching out for like that sort of request over sales like sales of shoes and looking for roommates and stuff but we've had some interesting characters for sure yeah, so I'll, um, I'll keep those coming as they flood. Please do. <laughs> we can have a little segment on like <laughs> Riley's potential roommates. Riley's roommate. Yes. Riley roommate roommates request. of Riley. <laughs> Riley roommate request. Ooh, say that ten times. <laughs> Amazing. Well, anyone listening, if you want to worship feet and pay rent, <laughs> hit up Riley. Um, that's wild. Uh, speaking of that, that's actually another perfect segue for the next thing I was going to talk about because oh God, you have podcast. <laughs> 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 um, so obviously, this is you up. I talk about it all the time. They were talking about this last weekend about how someone had written in that their boyfriend lived with his best female friend. Okay. And then for Halloween, like they planned a costume together. And she was like, what are we being for Halloween? And the boyfriend was like, oh, me and, like, Sarah, we're going to yeah. be like this together. And she was like, okay, cool. <laughs> like, so I don't know. How do you feel about your boyfriend living with, like, his best female friend? Well, he doesn't, so. He and does. he would never. <laughs> he better fucking not. <laughs> um, no, he, uh, the, the thing is, you have to make sure they have no friends. That's how you try them. <laughs> you only date loners. <laughs> um, I don't think living with them would bother me. If they had had, like, no history and had never slept together especially, well, like... Wouldn't that make you more nervous that they're just, like, why hasn't it happened yet? No, because I have friends that I haven't slept with and wouldn't sleep with. Shocking, I know. <laughs> Your friends? <laughs> I sleep with some friends. Yeah. <laughs> Both. <laughs> um, but I just feel like if you're living together, it would have happened already. Yeah. So I lived with my ex-boyfriend. Uh, we had like a two-bedroom that we lived in together as a couple, and then I moved out, and then I broke up with my next boyfriend, and then I moved back in with him. So we lived as like roommates Do you in like our own bedroom bathroom. <laughs> Do you see how that's not the same? Yeah. Um, and then he got a girlfriend, and he never told her that we were exes, and we had together for like four or five years. And, so weird. and then the only reason she found out, I guess, was one night we were all drinking. This is like, fuck, years ago now. It's like six years ago. And, uh, no, maybe yeah, five or four years ago. Five years ago. Anyways, and we were all drinking at our apartment. And he was in the bed, one of the bedrooms with me. We were talking. And he was like, I always thought of you as my Rachel. And, like, me being your Ross. And then I don't know if she heard that or what. But then the next day, he's like, so she knows now that we were, we're exes. And I was like, I feel like you could have told her that, like, months ago. And yeah. not made it awkward for everyone. But... Yeah. yeah, I mean, look, that's different. I'm saying <laughs> if they had never slept together and they had never had a thing, then I feel like that's not so bad. Yeah, um, I think it would it would bother me a lot. I think, but mm-hmm. I, I think but also yeah, just, like you did the same thing. 
It doesn't bother me when I do it to people. <laughs> no, I think... Uh, <laughs> no, I think um, it... Well, it, I, we've talked about this before. I don't want any guy who has any roommates, male or female or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. I just think, like, it's like we're old enough that we can, like, afford to live on our own. So why do you have roommates? Wow. <laughs> just calling me out. A child. Um, no, but especially, like, a grown man. Like, you know, most men I date are in their 30s, 40s. So, like... You know, at that age, it's time to kind of step on your, like, stand on your own feet and, and not have roommates. And I just think, like, guys with roommates is, like, a frat house. Like, just weirds me out a bit. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't even care about the gender, but your roommate, yes, don't need to have any. And I want to be your only source of social interaction. <laughs> I joke about it. She's serious. I'm dead fucking serious. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Okay, so that also brings me to the next discussion point I was going to talk to you about. Warning girlfriends about men. So there has been times where girls I know will start to see men I've dated and like one man in particular was a really shitty person and you know, he's very physically abusive, pathological liar. Um, you know, he pretended to be me online, literally used my photos behind my back to have like relationships with men online. Um, which was I don't know what the fuck he was thinking, but clearly, like, you know, he just wished he could be an attractive girl and seduce men, I guess. I don't know. Um, that's for his therapist to figure out. Um, but, yeah, so with regards like that, when someone you know is like that, would you warn people about him, or do you think that's not your place? I don't know. That's definitely a tricky one. I think if they were physically abusive, I mean... If someone is phys- physically abusive, I think that you should definitely, like, take proper action um, to have them held ac- accountable. But obviously, I know that's not always... Um, I know that... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. I, I didn't realize that drink would be so loud as you <laughs> talked. <laughs> Proceed. I know that's not always uh, possible for some people. So in that case, I think that, you know, fear warning is not um, the wor- like a bad thing, uh, especially if you kind of know them or know people that know them. Um, but, I mean, I guess I just wonder, like, how if people would really listen to that, you know, like when you first get caught up in someone, it's very exciting. And I've definitely known people to have been reached out to by, um, girls trying to, uh, warn them about, uh, their ex or the person that, um, they're dating now. And sort of, it's been ignored because how could this charming person that you've met, uh, have done all those terrible things. And also sometimes it's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, some girls reach out to you with like a bunch of messages on a very one-sided story because they're not over their ex like yet and they don't right. want them dating anyone else. So what's the right. easiest way to do that, you know? Yeah. So it's it's tricky. I don't think that it's bad to do. Like what like what are you losing, I guess? Um, I just wonder how would it ever be taken if you haven't like if it was something that serious yeah. that you didn't take proper action against, I yeah. guess. Yeah, like, I agree in the sense of, like, if they're abusive, like my ex was, if they steal money or, um, you know, use people for money, if they steal your identity, if they do all the above like my ex did, um, yeah, I think it's it's fair game to warn future, like, victims of him, mm-hmm. you know, because that's what it is. It's not like a future girlfriend, it's a future victim. So, um, 
you know, like I think that is fair game to warn people. And I know that was something an ex of mine was really worried about. He was like, I don't want you to have me on social media or see anything I'm posting or see who I follow because I don't want you to warn them. And I was like, the fact that you even know that like they would be warned about how bad you are is like an issue in itself. Which yeah. I mean, like you clearly know that you're a bad person, but whatever, I'm sure he'll find, you know. Yeah, definitely an interesting choice of words to not say, you know, I just don't want you messaging them to cause making drama up shit or, about me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, in those cases, I think it's, yeah, I think it's fair to warn women with the intention of really protecting another woman. Yeah. And I guess that's the thing. It's like the intent of it. Like, are you doing it because you want your ex back and you want to cause drama or is it because you genuinely want to protect other women and because you wish someone had warned you? Yeah. You know? Um, so I think, yeah, in some cases it's totally fair to, to warn, warn women when you see them creeping on or getting creeped on by your ex. But speaking of shitty people, one of the girls we work with, I don't work with her very often, um, has really shown her true colors in the last uh, month or so. And uh, she was at a gig I was working that I had brought you to um, because my client wanted um, a couple extra girls for a hangout at his place or whatever. And one of the other girls that came brought her. And... I found out later that, you know, they add each other on Instagram, which is a no-go in our in our community. That's not what you do. You don't snipe other clients. And then I found out about a month later that she was booking for him, which is super disappointing because that's just shady behavior. But I discussed it with her in a very mature, polite way. And, you know, at the end of the day, I can't force clients to be loyal. I don't involve clients in that kind of conversation because that's not why they're there. They don't want the drama of, you know, booking issues they just want girls to be there have a good time Mm -hmm. pay the paper and leave right so I discussed it with her um you know she tried to tell me that she had known him from before that party but then you know me and the other booker were like no you both you asked both of us who he was so you didn't know him before but whatever you know and I said okay I'm sorry I did that like is can we squash this how can we fix this and I said okay let's co-book I know I've mentioned this I think a few weeks back that we were going to start co-booking right so that was laid to rest I thought I had handled that much nicer than most women would have when someone steals your client and, and starts making really good money off them behind your back. Um, but then, yeah, I found out uh, she's been up through some more stuff, causing more drama, making up more lies. And, yeah, I guess, like, she's just... I don't know why she's so threatened, but um, I, my theory is that she really wants to paint me in a negative light. So if I ever tell people what she did, um, they might not believe me, which, you know... It's one thing to fuck up and then own it and make it better. It's one thing to fuck up and then be so determined to get away with it that you start to make up more lies and just, you know. Um, but yeah, I trust that people that work with me know me well enough that I'm not shady. I look out for other girls, you know. Um, and people that work with her start to see these cracks in her stories and start to see that she acts kind of funny. And, you know, like she, she's going to... She's going to rat herself out eventually. I trust that. I trust that the truth always comes out. And um, so that's been annoying to have to deal with that this week. But um, I'm sure she'll she'll bury herself eventually. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I... And you, yeah, you said it all, yeah. Yeah, and you were at that party. And I even yeah. told you at that party that I felt she was... Um, that's what her intention was, that she was going to take that client. I remember telling you that that night, that I didn't I didn't trust her. And that and that she, I thought she was going to move funny. And sure enough, exactly yeah. as I predicted, uh, her reputation preceded her, and that's exactly how she turned out to be. Um, 
so yeah, so that's disappointing. Um, you know, she's somewhat young, so hopefully she grows up a bit and starts to become a better person, but I don't know how much faith I have in that considering she's going full throttle in, in the way she's behaving and there's no kind of, um, remorse, Mm -hmm. you know, that she's fully okay being shitty and, and continuing to lie and, you know, all that. So that's what I've been dealing with this week with, uh, shitty people. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. What can you do? But yeah, so I, I messaged her and, you know, I, again, was, you know, trying to be polite about it because I noticed that she had blocked me on, uh, she blocked my number. She blocked my Instagram. And as soon as I saw that, my thought was, you know, what is she up to now? Because, you know, you did something, you wronged me and now you're trying to attack me, which is a very odd way to behave in my books. You know, no one did anything to you. Um, So yeah, so I messaged her and I said, I messaged her on my other Instagram account and I said, hey, I'd really appreciate if you had the decency to message me on here and let me know what's going on rather than removing me and blocking me, especially since I was very respectful and forgiving when I found out that you were booking my client behind my back and came to discuss it maturely. I expected you to behave in a similar manner. I handled the issue with more respect and kindness than most girls would, and my understanding was that it was resolved. I'd really like to know what the new issue is. You've claimed numerous times that you're, in quotes, a solid girl, and you're, in quotes, hashtag stripper sisters, and you don't want to cause issues, and this behavior certainly doesn't coincide with those claims. I let what you did go and trusted that you would prove yourself to be solid, and now there's more issues, question mark. And she decided to block that account, too, and run from it. So um, she's making all these claims about me, and, you know talking shit about me continually and making up these crazy stories and at the end of the day you just gotta hope that people like use their head and they ask for proof and when she fails to provide it it you know shows shows that she's a liar and it shows her true colors and and people will know better than to trust her in the future because of who she's shown herself to be right and I just have to I just have to trust that the way I've behaved and the way I've conducted myself will you know work to disprove the bullshit she's trying to trying to put out there no for sure i mean at the end of the day you haven't done anything so it's pretty difficult to prove that someone like to prove uh false allegations against someone exactly exactly and um yeah so if i you know i have messages from her admitting that she stole the client so yeah like if she's gonna try to say that i lied about that like well no and a nice try and i was very nice to you about you fucking up you know, so, yeah. you know, I could have handled that a lot differently, but I was kind to you and figured I'll let this shit go. But now I know you're going to cause more issues because, and it really does just look like she got caught being a snake and now she wants to um, exile me. So I can't tell people that she's a snake at the end of the day. I don't know how you take it. You, you're, you've been there for most of it. You've you know, seen the conversations. You were there at the party. <laughs> Just sitting here, quietly observing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're, and you're a legit person, and you're honest, yeah. and, and you know her. So what's your take on it? Yeah, I mean, I saw, like, you told me about the exchanges that you had um, when you guys were trying to organize this co-booking thing. And it very much did sound like she admitted that what she did was wrong. And then she also asked you not to tell people that she had done that, which yeah. is just kind – it just kind of looks – a bit shady if you don't feel like you've done anything wrong Mm -hmm. and then to have no like nothing no conversations really with each other 
after that and then she's turned around and like made false allegations about you like it looks suspicious for sure mm-hmm. I understand. oh yeah and that is a big that's a big point there asking her me not to tell anyone you know why mm-hmm. like oh i fucked up but like can we just like keep between us and not tell anyone and it's all good and like let's hush hush and then yeah then to go around and like run your mouth and make up shit like it's yeah um luckily like vancouver the work world is somewhat small and you know this person doesn't already have a very good reputation with certain people about certain things so um you know she's just gonna burn her own bridges and i think if you sit back and you watch how people move and you watch um anyone with half a brain will listen to her and pick up on discrepancies and pick up on the fact she has no proof and um yeah she'll just bury herself so that's unfortunate because I was rooting for her to be a good person and that's why I gave her the other chance after she fucked me over and she's still showing to be um, a uh, a disappointment of a human. You know, unfortunately, that's what she is. So, uh, yeah. Anywho. <laughs> Whatever. Time will tell. Time will prove it itself like it always does. Okay, so then we have a couple listener questions. We're running... A little long today, so we have a couple listener questions we're going to throw out there. The first one goes, hey girl, could you talk on the podcast eventually about this Facebook Insta mess up where they started automatically connecting both? This is fucking dangerous for sex workers wanting to remain anonymous. I thought it would be relevant to explain it if you want to. I don't understand shit about it, lol. Maybe one of your tech geek friends could understand it better. Like if you have the same phone number on Insta and Facebook, does it connect you and stuff like that? Tons of people have been outed because of it. So I actually like didn't really even hear about this, but she also made a good point later in her messages that it could be like country to country. Mm. Um, so it might just not be a Canada thing, but I don't know. Did you hear about this at all? Um, I definitely noticed some changes because uh, Facebook bought Instagram like back in 2019, I think. Right. Um, so I think that they're just trying to do their whole merging things together, probably to get more data, like more cohesive data um, about each person. And yeah, I think that if you have your Facebook connected, like if you signed up through Facebook, because that was an option for a while, or using the same email address or the same phone number, um, then it'll recognize that it's the same person. But as far as I could tell with my research, uh, which was not extensive, I just looked at some articles, um, it doesn't automatically connect, but I did find, like it shouldn't, sorry, I should say, shouldn't automatically connect, but um, some people have found it to automatically connect, and you're right, like it is dangerous because if you can then link people, um, or people, your things are linked together, and then someone has you on Facebook, and then sees that you're a sex worker, or they have you on your sex worker um, Instagram or whatever, and then find your personal like details. Both like both ways are, are dangerous for sure. Um, there is a way that you can disconnect them uh, if you just go- like Google it. I can't remember how. I think it's through Facebook or through Instagram. Uh, you can disconnect it, and then just always make sure that you're not syncing your contacts either, because if you sync your contacts through Facebook Messenger, and then someone else has their contact synced, then you can kind of get information through there. And then if you're going to sign up for Instagram uh, and have some sort of sex worker um, page on that, I would suggest using a completely different email, never attaching your phone number or at least your non-work phone number, your personal number. 
um, and then just blocking everyone uh, as soon as you make it. So that's what I did. Like my sex worker um, Instagram, I just went through my personal Instagram and blocked everyone that I really didn't want finding it. And that's really smart. Yeah. yeah. It's tedious, but it's smart. It's necessary if you really want to be anonymous. Exactly. And then I, I have noticed because I, I linked mine together just so that I could uh, log in quicker. Um, but it shouldn't have linked any of the um, the the people um, through them, I guess. Well, sorry, that was my brain just completely stopped for a second there. But, um, you know, as soon as you see someone on your suggested list, block them. And have your own profile blocked as well. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. So just try and make as much space between them as possible. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I think... It is 100% dangerous, and that's one thing I agree with you. Keeping your phone number uh, kind of detached from Instagram because I've noticed when people get my phone number, it will suggest me for them or vice versa. When people put their number in my phone or I take a phone number, then all of a sudden they come up as a suggestion. So, yeah, just if you're, like, you know, if you're at a bar and you give a guy your number, like, he could find you on social media. And um, I'm quite private with my personal Instagram um, it's, it's, it is private and I don't accept many people on it. Um, one, my, the nature of my work and everything else. Right. So yeah, definitely. Um, I think everything you said was really brilliant. Um, thank you. But don't tell anyone I said that. <laughs> um, <laughs> delete that part out of here. Um, but yeah, going through, taking the time, blocking everyone that you're very serious about not finding you, not linking your Instagram to each other, not linking it to your contacts, mm. things like that, you know? I have my two Instagrams linked together because it's easier to log in, log out, but then I've just blocked... The other one. The, my, yeah, the Instagram on that. So you can have them linked. And then, yeah, if things just show up on suggested, to automatically block them so that you don't show up on their suggestion. Yeah, right. Um, but, yeah, in this specific case, what she's asking, I'm not, well, like, educated in it at mm-hmm. all. I didn't really hear about it. So I will definitely... As she said, ask my like tech geek friends to know more about it, and I'll I'll definitely touch on it next episode once I have more information for sure. Um, next question. Hey, random question. What's the game like in Vancouver? I'm a U.S. citizen in Thailand looking to sneak into Vancouver. Lol. Any tips? <laughs> Sneaking. Sneak. <laughs> um, well, one, I don't condone anything that's illegal. But if you decide, <laughs> but if you decide to come Hypoth- here, hypothetically. Hypothetically. Wow. Hypo. Did you see that struggle? It was a real yeah. big struggle. Hypothetically, if I knew someone. Wow, that whiskey. You still have whiskey on your head. <laughs> it's a hypothetical situation. Yeah, situation. Um, yeah, Riley, take it away. What's the game like in Vancouver? Clearly very fucking petty. <laughs> if you're fucking with the same girl I have to deal with, but. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um. I mean, at the moment, it's difficult because all the clubs are shut down. There is no end game to when they're going to start reopening again, which means all the girls that were working at clubs are now all um, applying for the same PR gigs that everyone else is. So it's very competitive for sure. Um, And, you know, as things crack down, I'm not sure if there'll be more or less parties. Um, So... If you're making decent money where you are or have another option, I would almost look at that, probably. Uh, I just don't think it's worth coming here to do specifically. I think if you're already here, then it's a great option. Like, I really love my job and, 
you know, doing fine. But if you're going to move somewhere and move to a city specifically to do um, sex work, I don't think that Vancouver is like an amazing option right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like, you know what's funny is I think here is very different than Toronto and things like that, obviously money-wise. And also like the people-wise, I think girls are, like I, I was joking, I was saying it jokingly, but it's very true. Girls are very catty out here. If they know you make good money, they will come after you because they are insecure or they don't have hustle of their own. And they don't do it so much in the physical sense. Like they won't like try to jump you, but they'll try to be snaky and like make up rumors about you or cause drama for you to try to push you out of the game. So that's something uh, to be weary of in the Vancouver scene. Unfortunately, there are um, some girls that try to ruin it for everyone else. So that's something um, I've noticed about Vancouver or anywhere else. But there are some obviously very lovely women. I like to think more so than the shitty ones. Um, so they definitely make work great, and it's nice to work with those women for sure. Um, and then, yeah, the, there can be very good money here. There can be very cheap clients just like everywhere else. From what I've heard, if you are doing, um, you know, uh, sugaring and stuff, it's better in the States um, over Vancouver. Vancouver sugaring scene isn't that great. So if you are a U.S. citizen, I would definitely try the U.S. more. I would recommend New York and places like that. But again, like Riley said, like times are kind of tough everywhere right now. So it probably isn't the best time in this current climate to uh, make a move in hopes that money's going to be good somewhere because I think people are all kind of, you know, um, pinching pennies everywhere right now. Yeah, exactly. Elite. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay, guys. Well, that's it for this episode. As I've been saying recently, if you keep listening through the music, we're going to throw in all our little fuck-ups at the end so you can hear how super professional we are while we record. <laughs> so, Riley, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at Van City Riley, unless I know you personally, and then you're probably blocked. <laughs> you got the axe. Uh, and as always, you guys can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Slide to the DMs. Always throw in your questions. We will address them as best we can. Any comments, whatever you have. And um, yeah. Yeah, if you have any stories of people that you've had to deal with at work, would love to share those. Yeah, like I completely agree. Send us information. Let us know how you handle people talking shit about you or, you know, making up lies about you. Mm-hmm. I um, came across two, two quotes last night because I'm someone when I'm going through something, I always look for quotes that are relatable. I find it very calming and very, you know, um, whatever. So two of the ones that stuck out to me last night when I was looking through when I was dealing with all this stuff is um, when someone is cruel or acts like a bully, you don't stoop to their level. No, our motto is when they go low, we go high, which is Michelle Obama. Very fitting for the election times. Yeah. And then the other one that I really like and I think is very true in the situation I'm going through right now, it goes, people who are intimidated by you talk bad about you with hopes that others won't find you so appealing. So, yeah, if you guys are going through something like I'm going through right now where someone is, you know, causing, trying to cause drama and and make up lies about you, um, you're not alone. And yeah, you're welcome to DM us about it if you just need someone to talk to. But also, yeah, let us know how you guys handle it, um, advice you have for other people. Um, Yeah, 
And lastly, make sure to check out our amazing sponsors. Miss Envy Botanicals is dedicated to producing 100% organic medicinal cannabis products available at upscale dispensaries nationwide. They have a wide variety of products ranging from topical skincare, culinary additives, and cannabis oil, as well as Phoenix Tears. All of their creations are produced with only the best organic non-GMO ingredients and infused with love. Use code DANNY10 for 10% off. Truly Lifestyle Brand is an all-natural, cruelty-free skincare company that allows your skin to become its best self. They just launched two amazing new products, a facial scrub and a powder exfoliant. So go check those out. Use code TRULYPLUS a tip for 10% off your first online order. Temptations Avenue Laundry is a Canadian-owned laundry brand with a variety of styles ranging from sexy and wild to demure and sweet. Check them out on Instagram at Temptations Avenue and use our discount code TIP25 to get 25% off your entire order. That's TIP25 for 25% off. And lastly, for hair and skin products that work wonders, follow our girl Tiffany.Valentina.Bella. Message her Danny here to get your personal hair and skin consult and save up to 40% off her amazing products. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Have a wonderful week. And happy hoeing. Bye. I'm just researching about this and automatically. Okay, talk about what temperature like what temperature you'll talk about. <laughs> At a cool 75 <laughs> degrees. <laughs> you laughed. <laughs> There's no recording of it. Um, okay, talk at your temperature. Or your, oh my god. <laughs> talk at your. <laughs> yes, I'm going to talk at a cool 73 degrees. <laughs> okay, and I'll probably, yeah, okay. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Idiot. Oh! Wow, them fighting words. I have it on recording. People will know what I mean. <laughs> This is for real right now. <laughs> he does it every time. Hey guys, welcome back. It's Danica. And Riley. And um, why am I always so awkward? <laughs> <laughs> it's my parents. Hold on. <laughs> Hello. Hi. She wanted to know if I wanted hamburgers tonight for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I guess we also went to Man Farms this past week, mm-hmm. and I did went. <laughs> Why is life so hard? <laughs> okay, yeah, guys, this is okay. <laughs> okay, guys, this is it. Oh, yeah. Hi, guys. Oh, why do I do that? Why do I do that? <laughs> <laughs> And don't forget to check out our amazing sponsors. We have Miss Envy Botanicals, and they're gay. Okay. <laughs> they're gay. <laughs> what? What did I? Say? I think I had to say dedicated, but I like got caught in my throat. <laughs> check out Miss Envy Botanicals. You can't even like joking. That is the reason I would check someone else. 100% is the only reason I want them sponsoring me now. Okay, let's try again. And lastly, make sure to check out our amazing sponsors. We have Miss Envy Botanicals. <laughs> She's going to stop hmm? sponsoring you. I said the hardest one to say. Okay, let me try again. <laughs> the tip of the tongue. The tip of the tongue.
<laughs> white weather, red leather. <laughs> to call white leather. <laughs> red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> we gotta start doing like vocal coaching and shit. Okay. And lastly, make sure. T- <laughs> <laughs> the tip of the tongue, the teeth. <laughs> okay. Uh, we need to pre-record this and just copy and paste it. 100% next time. Okay.